Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10 at 10. I'm Jason Perry and I'm Kimberly Bradshaw and this is the last HR in 10 of the year. So in, in our pre-Christmas special, Kimberly has outdone me and worn snowflakes on her jumper and I, I've come along not at all festive. It's a terrible show, Jason. After yesterday's fabulous shirt, I think you really should have done the same today. I should have done, but I didn't get the memo telling me today was a Christmas Christmas jumper <laughs> broadcast. It's Christmas Eve Eve. How could it not be Christmas Eve? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you where we ought to start. We ought to start by telling people that... Uh, it is the last one of the year, and we, you know, we could do one next week. But I'm feeling we might have better things to do, mince pies to eat, stuff like that. So I think we'll have a couple of week break, and we'll be back on Thursday, the 13th of January. So to all those who watch this each week and follow us, thanks for watching. But we'll see you again next year. But before we um, wrap up, let's just cover what's going on. In events of the week, I think we've got to start with COVID again, haven't we? <sighs> I know. And it's, you know, trying to find some exciting positive stuff this week when you want to be cheerful for Christmas is a challenge. But yes, it's all very uncertain still, isn't it? I know I, along with millions of others, have been thinking, will I get to my parents this Christmas? Will I not? If I get there, will I have to isolate and not be yeah. able to go out for lunch? And, you know, oh. There, there is beginning to be some clarity. I mean, from, from an employment point of view, the big thing is, I guess, how many of my people are going to catch it? Um, are they going to have to isolate? Um, am I going to have to pay them? What support is there? All that side of things. And we're beginning to get some uh, clarity on what's going on with Omicron. It's looking like, um, and there's two serious studies now, that are saying it is less severe. There's something like 50% lower chance of hospitalisation if you get the Omicron. Yes, which is good news. That research was out of South Africa, wasn't it? Well, no, there's, oh, no, two, no, no. there's two UK studies now. There's one in based on Scotland, one based on London. Um, yeah. And they've actually compared Omicron to the Delta variant. I mean, the Delta variant samples are much higher but they're, they're comparing kind of 500 people with Omicron and those kind of numbers. And they're looking at it and getting some real data. It's less severe is now looking pretty clear. Yeah. Um, they're still putting some caveats on it because they're saying in younger people, because it hasn't yet made its way through the age ranges. But the signs are positive. And you said we need some positive at Christmas. I, I, we've got a little Christmas present from the government, I think. Oh, the return of SSP. Indeed. Um, I was very disappointed when they removed this at the end of September when furlough closed. And that left employers still having to pay SSP if they had people either with COVID or isolating, but unable to claim it back. So just added a cost burden to small employers. They've returned that. Um, and the clarity is... Um, it applies to any case of COVID-related absence or isolation that starts on or after the 21st of December. So Tuesday this week onwards, if you have somebody who is isolating or is ill with COVID symptoms, not only do you pay them up to 14 days SSP, 
but you can claim that back from the government as we did right up until September. Yes, although they need to switch the website back on, don't they? So I don't think you can claim until after the 14th of January. It, it, it's looking like it's mid-January. I'm assuming the techies have to go and reprogram the website. Having said that, if somebody's ill this week, um, you're probably going to run your payroll in a, a, a week or two's time. And I suspect middle of January probably works quite well for that yeah, purpose. But, exactly. Uh, that, that's got to be good news, though, hasn't it? Yes, I suppose the other little bit of good news is the grants uh, for the hospitality industries, um, which, you know, yes, it's great. So many of them have suffered. But as you and I were talking about earlier, there's so many industries that haven't had any form of support. Um, you know, I was talking about my friend's sister's yoga studio that's been closed and that's their main source of income. Yes. Um, so you know, good for some, but not so great for, yes, for others. Yes. I mean, it, it, it is difficult to do cover something that catches everybody all of the time. Um, the thing that caught my attention with this round of support is it's as generous as the previous one, but the previous one was when businesses were closed. So mm. arguably, if you are open and you are generating a little trade, this is better than last time because you're getting the same money without actually having to close your doors. And yeah. I did cynically think when that was first announced that that might mean because closure was coming in the days after Christmas. With what we're now seeing on the severity of Omicron, I would say that now looks unlikely. Um, yes, and, you know, Jeremy Farrow um, said let's wait a few days, didn't he? So he maybe did. it looks like, uh, you know, that was good advice. Yes. And there have been a couple of new ones from Scotland. Scotland have closed nightclubs now, I think, from the 26th onwards. But what has sneaked out this morning is absolute confirmation that no announcement will be made this side of Christmas. So it's not just we're not going to do it, we're not even going to announce it pre-Christmas. So yeah. it makes me think this is dropping further and further down the possible list i don't think we're out I of the i do hope so yep. and i hope there isn't an announcement that says we're locked down in after christmas because i will be trapped on the isle of man <laughs> <laughs> they have video and internet there you'll be fine we can broadcast from the isle of man yeah let's, exactly let's move on a little bit because you know you said we ought to do positive this time of year and you're right and there's a story that really caught my attention from a uh, little bank if banks can ever be little, I think they've got about 470 staff. They're based in Durham, an online bank called Atom. Um, and they've done something a bit different, haven't they? Well, they've done something that we talk about a lot, which is a fantastic employee engagement tool. They've reduced the working week to four days. Mm. Uh, they've only reduced three hours per week for each individual, but it's done over four, not five days. But they paid them the same amount yes. they haven't reduced their pay for the yes. reduced three hours do you know when these kind of voices were first raised by jeremy corbyn a few years ago i was awfully cynical about how this could be done um and well you and i have talked about it quite a lot through this crisis i wonder whether a four-day week might be an outcome of covid as an awful lot of people look at their lives what's important to them and go 
do I really need this level of pressure and stress? Would I like to spend more time with my family, more time, you know, mm. leisure time, and just tone back the, the working week a little? And what really caught my attention about this story was the increase in their recruitment. Um, and what they've done, we all know that everybody is struggling to attract candidates right now, but they've seen an increase in application rates of 500%. That's phenomenal, isn't it? It's phenomenal at any time, but especially at the moment where we've got skill shortages everywhere and recruitment is a nightmare. I think what's also interesting about that one is the fact that, um, okay, they've got the pick of the cream of the crop now for, for working there. But what they've also discovered, I think, is that there's been no impact, no negative impact yes. at all on customer service and performance. And to be able to, you know, they've got some strong HR people who have obviously worked out a great way to do this. Yeah. Um, I think from what I've seen is there a seven-day-a-week operation and around-the-clock operation. Um, and I'm assuming they just juggle shift patterns around. But previously, they were working 37-hour shifts. Um, over five days, and they've reduced it to 34 over four. Um, employee engagement has gone up, as you and I would predict on such yeah, a move. Happy that. Yeah. Everybody's got what they've perceived as a great pay rise. Um, and I'm guessing retention has improved. So at this point, when lots of employers are not only worried about losing their people, but they're worried about how they replace them if they do, retention has gone up and they can find more applicants than you can shake a stick at to fill any jobs they have got. I know, it's just a win-win. Big Christmas present all round, thanks yes. to them. I, I wonder whether or not, and I'd love to see more data on this, but I'm wondering if it's almost self-financing as well. I wonder whether or not the reduction in turnover and the reduction in recruitment costs might actually fund those three hours a week for filling the hole. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Something's funding it. And I think the more, you know, we know, we say this a lot, the more engaged your employees are, the more they give you. Yes. And, you know, that will be why performance and customer service hasn't changed yeah. in a negative way. I'd be interested to see, you know, six months and a year down the line, yes. what it's looking like, because, you know, some it's great at the beginning, but yes. then do people get a bit, oh, well, this is what you expect. So... Um, and, and the other big challenge is that you can only have a handful of employers doing it because if this becomes normal, it no longer has the impact we're talking about. It's all about staying ahead of the curve, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So essential in today's yes. recruitment market. So with that, we've managed to wrap up the year on a cheerful note of how you can improve productivity and retention and recruitment rates in such a smart move there. So Atom Bank, hats off to them. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. This has been HR in 10 in 11. So we've kind of done it again. Um, thank you so much for watching. Um, we wish you all a great Christmas and uh, a nice break over the new year. And we will see you again early in 2022. Happy Christmas and see you in the new year. <laughs> Thanks. Bye bye.